0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. My God, I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. This will be a work in progress. This setup, this three-screen gimmick. Oh, my God, there's so much going on here. Quick rundown of this show. This is the Wednesday Night War podcast. We are splitting this in two, so to speak. Uh, the first half hour, roughly, will be AEW. We are not going to give you NXT spoilers during that period. The second half... Will be NXT coverage. We will not be giving you AEW spoilers during that. Uh, the way I envision this, and the way I decided to simplify this for viewers, maybe they want to come in and they want to watch the NXT review, but they haven't watched AEW. They can skip forward to about halfway into the show and do that. I am joined. What are you? What are you talking about, Warren? What are you doing?
1: No, no, it's fine. No, no, hi, everyone. Welcome to the to the podcast. You, you get
0: right? called up to the show out of our developmental territory, and you just start. Start acting like you own the place. Well, I mean, you know, I You're just on noticed prime time now, Warren. Mind I just your manners. I just noticed
1: the, the the like the nice little shout out that you gave in the uh, in, in, you know in the undercard here.
0: Yeah, That's Warren all. has a Patreon. We'll talk about that. Uh, we have Alex Palowski. He paid a little bit more attention to AEW tonight. We have Warren Hayes. He paid a little bit more attention to NXT tonight. Uh, we all watched a little bit of both of them. But we have guys who are uh, experiencing some expertise in each one. I'm going to kind of run point guard. Let's go ahead and get into this. By the way, donate a Super Chat. You can uh, ask any question. You can have your statement read on air. We will not address spoilers from the other show on uh, the Super Chat even. We are saying spoiler-free, show to show. You'll kind of see how it works. Uh, Do I have your attention now? Sent one and said... The show wasn't that great, in my opinion. It had the same vibe as their last three shows, besides the ending. Why did they have the same stage set up again? Well, this is obviously for AEW. I didn't have a problem with the stage set up, Alex. It's a brand new promotion.
2: No, no, because like <laughs> you need a, a new. It'd be like if you know SmackDown had got rid of the fist after like four episodes. <laughs> like, nah, sorry, he's not doing it. Um, uh, the stage, the stage was fine. Uh, I, I, I was watching it the very beginning going like, wow. So if raw hadn't brought back, uh, pyro this past Monday, they were going to have to frantically figure out how to add it for this Friday because they like, uh, AEW spared no expense. Uh, in the words of John Hammond from, from, uh, Jurassic park, they blew the budget on fireworks uh, that was pretty uh, impressive. They they wanted to say, "Hey, we're not we're not the little guys." Um, and I, I thought that that was pretty indicative of what they're trying to present themselves as—not um, like the minor leagues, but awesome to watch. No, 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 we want to be seen on the same level. Uh, so that was pretty
0: impressive. Warren, what did you think of the presentation that you were able to see, that you were able to uh, witness of the stage and the like?
1: I I thought it was fine. I I liked I like everything that AEW has been doing presentation wise. I and you know it already has its own feel to it. I'm gonna keep this short, but I really liked it. I like the setup. I like uh, I like the ramp. I like the whole thing. Like I, I really only saw a bit of the, at at the beginning because holy crap! I you had to pay attention to NXT tonight, boys and girls. So then that was my that was my uh, that was my part of the bargain tonight. But what I saw at first, it was fantastic. I liked it.
0: So what we can say without giving away spoilers, head-to-head, right out of the gate, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, then you had Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle over on NXT, and uh, Warren just lost himself and his shot. Thanks, Warren. I really appreciate that. But... uh, (laughs) I'm back. But uh, we had a championship match with heavy stakes against a match really with... That had no stakes about a week ago until Cody Rhodes said, well, if Sammy beats me, I'm going to give him my title shot because that's right. Warren, uh, again, I know you focus more on NXT, but this is something you can speak to. I love that they made sense of it. As I've been saying, that should be the bare minimum in wrestling. People were saying, wait a second, Cody, you're facing Sammy. How can you already have this full gear match and all this? I love that he made sense of it.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the, uh, you know, when uh, when today, when it was announced that today they were, that NXT was going to start with Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, I'm like, well, that's a fantastic idea because you're starting off with a big, big match that has stakes straight off the bat. And so th- this is something that they had to do, right? Just give a little more gravitas to the match, get people in- invested in it quickly so that there will be, something to uh that so that there will be something to 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 root for is it is it maybe maybe, did it really make a difference though did we really expect like uh, a different outcome maybe not but uh this uh i mean why not i mean matches like this have to have a reason to happen sure i'm i thought it was a great idea
0: alex uh as warren said i didn't expect sammy guevara to win this match but the thing that I appreciate is that they, they made the effort. Yep. I'm okay with predictable as long as it makes sense in, in a lot of, in a lot of uh, instances. What did you think about that?
2: Well, I, I, uh, I think there's a, there's a really good opportunity here for AEW to be like, to have maybe not standings, but like this guy uh, has beaten this opponent and, and he's beaten this opponent. He's lost to this opponent. So like there's a, there's a level of, there's, like, maybe not ranking, so to speak, but there's a reason why some guy is is the challenger. And then there's a reason why after he loses that match, the next guy is next man up. Because he's beaten these guys, and these guys, he's only lost to that guy, whatever. Like, I feel like that's, that's a good way of, of really making it, like, not necessarily a kayfabe thing but like saying that this the, these are the challengers because this is who they beat and this is only who they lost to. That kind of thing. Also, I really appreciated the video package before this match because it really set up, this is who Sammy Guevara is. He's young but watch him. Like in a year there's no telling where he's going to be on AEW. That really made me go, okay, I, I don't think he's actually got a shot, but maybe in my mind the chances of him winning went from 5% to 15%. You know what I mean? And that that makes a difference. I'm watching the match a little differently then.
0: Making sense goes a long way in my my book, and the video package made a lot of sense too. And it made – like you said, even though the percentage chance of Guevara winning was negligible, it was improved. And I appreciate that. Make it, yes. at least try to make it seem any, a little bit more important. King of the ring today in WWE doesn't mean anything, but for about four weeks, WWE made it seem like it meant something, and yeah. that went a long way in that programming for me. This match was pretty damn good. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Cody were maybe a half step off at times, but, uh, Cody picked up a win as he should have going into, to this type of match. Uh, Warren, any thoughts on, on Cody emerging victorious?
1: Uh, you know, there's I saw on Twitter a lot of people calling it the eagle win, of course, right? It's his promotion, him picking up the first win. But sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes. And that's fine because they do need to set up credible opponents for uh for Jericho moving forward. Um I think, you know, Paige has a little ways to go before getting back into that uh, into that position Cody is instantly credible with the fans uh and uh and they're going to work out the what's great here is that in this outcome look few look into the the upcoming pay-per-view folks you've got two master in-ring storytellers who are going to be telling a fantastic match t- uh, together uh at full gear uh, what more could you could you want it's fantastic sure give them the win I'm absolutely fine with it We're all going to win in the end.
0: So we don't have to give any spoilers away here. Uh, NXT had the Outsiders in uh, the audience. AEW had Jay and Silent Bob. Chris Van Vliet, because of the the freedoms of TV-14, was able to interview the Clit Commanders, Alex.
2: Yeah. um, I thought it was interesting because Jay and Silent Bob were bigger stars back when TNT was last having <laughs> wrestling on TV. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Jay, Jay and Silent Bob strike back again a third time. I'm not sure how many times they struck. Um, uh, yeah, okay. This is fine. Um, are you, are it you was trying my... to
0: imply that you are not a fan of Jay and Silent Bob? No, 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 Because I'm no. not like, having th- that, okay? The yeah, original and on, and, and,
2: and, iteration. No, no. Fat, and no, no, I don't Fat Silent Bob? I'm a big fan of Fat well, Silent Bob. The original of this... clerks. Are the original clerks. Not clerks, too. Not that's the original stuff. I'm a fan of Kevin Smith's
0: early work. One of the all time great moments in cinema is in Dogma when Jay says, sure, Absolutely enough. When, that. when Jay says, Guys like us don't fall out of the sky, you know, and Chris Rock falls out of the sky, and he says,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Naked big titty bitches don't just fall out of the sky, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And he looks up, awaiting.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Do I have your attention now, says. In my opinion, AEW needs to get a smaller barricade like WWE has. The guardrail looks kind of tacky. Sean's always on the left. Now he's on the right. Hey, well, uh, them's, them's the rules. Um, but I, I like the guardrail. Warren, I like them being a little bit different than WWE.
1: Uh, gotta admit, I didn't, uh, I didn't quite see it. Like I yeah. said, early on, I really switched over to NXT, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Take
2: a look, uh, just clickety-clack it, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't clock the guardrail as being, like, a thing I was like, well, actually, that's much different <laughs> than this and this. And the guardrail was not really in the purview of things I was dissecting, uh, from, from show to yeah. show in, yeah, breaking down the wars.
0: Aaron Jay's fan says, "I like the win loss record showing Alex. This is this is a nice touch at least early on. Yeah. It, it could get a little bit more complicated as things move on, though."
2: Yeah, that's the problem is that you have a thing where where if you if you will really look at win loss record, you have you have guys who are getting title shots whose overall win loss record is like a hundred below. If you in, in, yes. is like hundred under five hundred. If you're looking at the, if you're including like house matches, so. That could be a problem. It depends on what you want to do. I- I'm all for it if you can figure out a way of like getting a guy on a winning streak, and and you know saying that he deserves this shot because he's been so hot recently. You know what I mean? Like you you can start out the the, the beginning of uh you know I think the Washington Nationals like had a terrible April and then they they lost all these games and they fought all the way back and they got in the wild card. They beat my Brewers last night, but they're there in the playoffs because they came from. A, a poor showing at the beginning to, to fight back. You can do that if you're actually going to book the guys accordingly, but you got to pay attention. Don't don't have a guy lose for 6 months, then win for 2 weeks and get a title shot. It's yeah. not going to work out that. Way.
0: Richard Chase says I felt like I was watching Nitro and TNT. I did not feel that way at all. Uh Chris and Ashley says Warren is always on the main card. He's the tallest. That is objectively a lie. After the Cody match, Chris Jericho comes out and Beats his ass, and I don't mean just beats his ass, guys. I mean beats his ass through an entire picture-in-picture commercial break. Damn, yep. Alex.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, this is uh, without without spoilers. I'm trying like the whole point of the Wednesday Night Wars is what they're doing opposite each other. So when Jericho comes out and beats up Cody, uh, on the, I'm watching that on my laptop. I'm, on my TV to my right. I'm watching the conclusion of Adam Cole versus versus Matt Riddle. Like there's I mean, I am I'm, I'm checking back in to see if like, you know, Jericho is reinventing the wheel with this beatdown, but he's he's not. So I'm I'm watching the, the title match. I mean, yes. that's what you gotta look at. You gotta look at what what they're doing opposite each other. And why, why kind of cool to see Jericho come out and beat down Cody, his his next challenger. I mean, okay, fine, but that doesn't necessarily hold the attention as much as the finish of your title match, which you're starting out your show with.
0: And I mean, not everything's going to be reactionary, but I definitely get what you mean. Uh, speaking of Jay and Silent Bob, Jack Evans and Angelico harassed them and and Private Party came out to join <laughs> Muse and Smith. Um, Brandon Cutler, MJF. Now, MJF's promo was going head to head with Velveteen Dream's promo. That's yeah, kind I mean, of I, I... Uh, apropos.
2: Yeah I don't know if there's any kind of uh, serendipity or intention there but it was it kind of cool like the correlation of basically the two best young talkers like re- like real characters that each each uh, company has to offer happen to be going head to head with promos on the ramp at the exact same time. I think it was kind of a cool little bit of of serendipity there. So
0: one of my concerns and questions coming into AEW was the fact that Cody and Tony Khan had both kind of said Oh, I don't know if we're going to have short matches. I don't know if we're going to do shorter matches, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking, man, you've already admitted that Kip Sabian and Paige, one wasn't supposed to be that long, two shouldn't have been that long. You can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fights are just short. This was much shorter. MJF's promo, awesome. Like, do we, we even yep. need to touch on that. Not a big surprise that MJF had an no. awesome promo. Uh, no. Tell you what surprised me. Brandon Cutler has one hell of a suicide dive. My God, that was good. Yeah, He's looking more comfortable on camera every time I see him. That's good. It's also to be expected for a guy who took so much time off. MJF gets the win, as he probably, or not probably, he should have. He is a star in the making. He is going to be face-to-face with Shaq at some point over the next few years on like NBA on TNT or something. Um, Alex, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, MJF is is their is their the guy that they can't let go. Like I don't know. I whenever his contract comes up, you give that man his. Yeah, you pay that I think, man I think his he's money like
0: five year deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing is that that he's he's so unique and very different. Like, but but like every other company is going to want to get their hooks in this guy. So he's he's so young, so talented. He's only going to get better in the ring. Uh, but he's a natural heel. You can, like, he's so good at it. So I thought it was fine to, like, actually have him win this match pretty quickly, uh, allow him to, you know, to do his heelish stuff in the ring, but also he, he won that thing by, you know, it was pretty, pr- easily. Um, and that's good. That propels him forward. Cutler looks good in defeat. Not great, but good, good enough to keep putting him on TV. And you move forward, and this is another. This is a guy MJF who's going to be at the forefront of your programming if you're smart and uh, on AEW.
0: We see an SCU promo where Scorpio Sky is kind of impersonating Barack Obama, while the rest of SCU are dressed up in Secret Service outfits. They do their worst town gimmick, but then they're out on the ramp being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Lucha Brothers come out and attack them. Uh, Warren, I've always said that. Having an interviewer really helps because having somebody prompt you to talk your shit makes you seem less whiny, less pretentious. It gives you a reason to do that. Uh, what do you think about AEW implementing this method, and why don't you think WWE does it more?
1: Uh, well, I th- I think it's a great thing. I think because you know, and and Alex being a theater man as well can attest Theatrat. to this. No doubt. Theatra, uh, bouncing, getting the energy off of someone else, bouncing ideas off of someone is always much, is always much more natural. It gives you, it creates a, a different type of energy that you can create more easily off of. Not everyone is a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Becky Lynch who can just grab a microphone and cut a tremendous promo all by their lonesome without needing any uh, prodding or just a little moment of sp- a little spark of inspiration. Uh, I am all for uh, I am all for interviewers, uh, not just because it's a, a bit of a throwback feel and because it does add on to the sports element. You know where you're actually with a, a, an interviewer asking you questions about your match. But it also does help some of the talent, I'm sure, just get that little kick that they need to, uh, to drive into their promo for sure. I'll
0: tell you what I liked. Pac versus Hangman Page. This was a good one Ooh. to throw up there, Alex. This was pay-per-view quality. Dare I say the best that Hangman Page has looked in All Elite Wrestling. And Pac, all of a sudden, has a win. And I, God, I love the finish. Kicked Hangman in the balls hit yep. the uh, red arrow on a, like, I want to say a tabled Hangman Page. He was he was crouched up a little bit. There was some separation between his ribs and the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, that makes the difference. Then yep. he applies the Brutalizer and Page submits. So you have two different guys going in two different directions, Alex. Page lost two, two matches in a row, two big matches in a row. Yep. As Tony Khan pointed out, I think it was Tony Khan or Cody, the wins are weighted. Wins and losses are nice, but ten wins over Nakazawa doesn't mm-hmm. mean as much as right. eight wins <laughs> over Omega. Pac is now two and zero, and boy, he's beaten Omega and Hangman. Great match. Real interesting how things come out of out of this, and it's really neat that we can talk about it like it matters, Alex.
2: Yes, yes, exactly It doesn't feel like This is a random match in the middle of a Raw Like It feels like, oh, whoever wins this match Gets bumped up the card Like That never feels like it
0: Alex, and and this is not me Taking a shot at Meltzer in any way Cedric Alexander is involved In a US title match And program with AJ Styles And whether it's true or not There are people that are like, yep He's getting buried Cedric is getting buried that wouldn't be the case in AEW right now, the way that they have things constructed. Like, it matters. Wins and yeah. losses I mean, matter,
2: right? And the other thing is that that I, I would be much more inclined to to take stock in the outcome of, let's say, Cesaro versus Ricochet. Um, if I knew that by beating Cesaro, Ricochet gets a, a check next to his name that that means that he's further toward whatever you know title picture he's in. Um, it's, it's different. Um, this, this means something. I mean, it means something because we were supposed to get Paige versus Pac a long time ago and there was the Pac thing overseas and he, whatever, all that for kerfuffle. Now we get it here. It's a great place for it. It's a right smack dab in the middle of your first ever TV show. That's important. And, and uh, Pac looked amazing. Um, Paige looked actually really good yeah um, even though he lost like I, I think that you can actually now i I hate this because they overuse it in uh, in WWE so much but you could absolutely sell me on on page going on a quote unquote losing streak and having to change up whatever it is he's doing does he get a new finisher does he take himself does he get, does he, yeah does he go heel whatever like that you could I, I feel like aew is willing to tell that story in a different way. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I loved Hebner, the ref, because it's Hebner, like, going, hey, he's on the floor clutching his balls. Yeah, Did you have anything to do with this? And Neville's like, <laughs> nah, no, I, I have no idea. But the fact that Hebner's like, I could throw you out, but I'm not gonna. Like, yeah. I, because it's Hebner, it, it, it means something. Also, <laughs> I love... Then now the Black Arrow, formerly the okay, Red yeah, Arrow, Arrow. Uh, on onto onto his onto the guy's back, as you said, elevated off the off the ring a little bit, makes it look even more brutal. Directly into that um, uh, that you know modified rings of Saturn that he calls the Brutalizer. I think it's an amazing way to finish people. Uh, Pac is a guy who who should like have a rocket strapped to him in uh, in this in this company. It, it it breaks my heart to think that WWE like said. We're going to ride with Enzo on 205 Live, and that stripped us of all kinds of Neville stuff we could have gotten in WWE, and, and but now AEW is the better for it, because he is a guy who can run this company.
0: We have about eight minutes remaining in our AEW portion of the review, nine-ish, roughly, so let's, let's keep it succinct. Uh, Niall Rose against Riho. Riho, the new AEW Women's Champion. Uh somebody sent a super chat that said the AEW women's championship looks like a toy. Whatever. This match got a great crowd reaction. Nyla is not as polished as she needs to be in this spot, I think. And that's gonna that's gonna prove damaging to people in the future if that doesn't get fixed. Like that that that's an issue to me. Riho is as good as you would expect. She is very polished, she is very good. Um I think it's worth mentioning. I thought this was also throughout this show Jim Ross's best commentary performance in a long time.
2: Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> he he did call Nyla Rose him. Like
0: did he really like, call Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was quick and and I don't I don't think it was it like like a big deal. Yeah. It was just like he was like um. Oh, like Rio got right back on him, like, and and I'm pretty sure I heard. I know he definitely. I went back and and, and let's do it again. He definitely called Nyla Rose him once, but it was really quick, and it was like okay, you could well, tell well, he that was, that was
0: very obviously unintentional. So let's talk about right. the match.
2: So we should like like like. There's the match was great, and I think that was a really cool uh, finish. I loved um, Rio's finish being dodged, and then she hits it right again. It's a perfect way to finish the match. Loved it.
0: And something you don't see often, the way that that finish works. And they, this was such a stark contrast to the women's title match that they were going head to head with on the other show. That one a little bit more technical. This one went a little bit of everywhere. It went outside the ring. It was it was all over the place. Uh, I think that Nyla Rose will be an effective challenger in the future. Riho, I don't know if Rio was the right person to win the title necessarily right out of the gate. But I mean, that, that, quite honestly, that I've seen, it seems like that happens quite a bit. You have a Japanese superstar winning an inaugural championship. <laughs> and where do you go from there? All right. You've got them. Cause it, it might not be as easy to, to chase when they can't cut promos in the same, same way. Nakazawa, however, came out there and cut the promo for Riho. It was not good. Nyla Rose <laughs> beat his ass. Beat his ass, hit Nagazawa with a power bomb, and then Kenny Omega made the save. So they're establishing that connection between Omega and Riho. I don't know where that goes, but where do you think it goes?
2: I mean, we'll see. I, I like that they're, that they're establishing uh, a connection between the women's division and the women's division. Because that's usually only some kind of tertiary thing in WWE. So I'm I'm glad that like this is saying, hey, there's a connection. These these people are friends. They'll f- they'll fight alongside each other. Uh, you know, save each other from beatdowns, whatever. Like that. That's a that's a nice wrinkle to to be, keep looking at as we move forward.
0: So uh, I also notice uh, Britt Baker out in the ra- or out for commentary. They're they're yeah. establishing her as an integral part. Of that yes. Division 2, that was good. The Elite versus Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. This match was about what I expected. Chris Jericho got the win, as he should, with the Judas Effect that did several things. Um You got your EVPs taking a loss. That takes a little bit of heat off of them, uh, at least among smarter fans. Jericho gets the win. He gets the win via Judas Effect. My question for Warren is, you like us some Jack Swagger? Uh, yeah, uh, that MLW run sucked ass. I
1: that's what I saw popping up on Twitter, but I was sort of carried away with my own special reveal on uh, my side. Whoa, uh, pervert!
0: Anyway, (laughs) during the course of the match, also worth talking about, and again, we're we're a little low on time here. Omega attacked by John Moxley, hit with an insane DDT, double R DDT through a glass table, Alex. Yes. There was no DQ. Now, a lot of people feel a lot of certain ways about this. How do you feel about it?
2: Uh, I, I feel like it's a bold move to not let your, quote-unquote, your best wrestler wrestle, really, on the first show, to, like, build anticipation for for a future match with your biggest personality. Because that's, that's the... Well, you got... Ma- I mean, not, no slight to Jericho in either way, but Moxley's your biggest personality... And Omega's your best wrestler, and you have a boiling feud between the two of them coming up this fall. So you said, "Let's prep for that rather than let Omega show his stuff in this main event match uh, of, of the of the you know
0: the first show." This was, I thought, a really good match, and I get the feeling at the scrums today, we're going to find out a little bit more about what DQs are. Somebody's somebody better ask that at those scrums. Uh, what what man did it what? Constitute a DQ here. What, what means? What, or, what does that mean? What does yeah. what Moxley did mean for the rule set? Also, uh, as mentioned, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager there, Sammy Guevara helped out, uh, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. So you had those five standing tall yeah. in the show. For all that I mentioned about Hager's MLW run sucking ass, and it did, he is in so much better shape. He is in MMA mm-hmm. fight shape. Oh, by the way. Yep. He is unbeaten in MMA. Yep. He's in his like mid to late thirties. He got a wealth of support for his fights. I think I think he could do a lot worse than a motivated Jake Hager.
2: And in AEW, as as you can see from watching the film of from tonight, he looks like he's seven foot two. Like he's so much taller than most of the guys the on this treated roster. Treated
0: him like he was seven foot two as well. That's true. They, they treated they him like he was almost as tall as me, which yes. goes. That they chanted we the people at him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that's something he wasn't getting chanted at him no, 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 unless no. he asked them to yeah. <laughs> in WWE.
2: They they uh they, they can ride this, they just have to do it right.
0: Because like, <laughs> you this, really this, want me to push Bluetooth, don't you? Yes, I do. Really? um <laughs>
2: uh, the the thing about it is that um is that uh, swagger now Hager Gets that return pop basically like hey cool there's this guy I know from this other thing it's in this thing that's awesome that's like that's uh, uh not nostalgia but like it's it's uh, unique. Now let's see where he where he's at with the fans in two months. Like if if he's running the same move set out there doing the same shtick, I don't know if it lasts. You got to you got to make this work.
1: And if I can just jump in uh, real quick, adding Hey uh, Hagar to the uh, I'm sorry. What Still used to calling him Swagger.
0: Fight? is he on Slam Masters? What's going on? Here? <laughs> Hagar the horrible. Yeah,
1: Swagger. <laughs> um, uh, putting him putting him on the roster, Sean. You know we've talked about this on 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 uh, um, AEW post shows for the pay per views. He's a big guy, like he's a contrast from most of the roster and that's going to be very refreshing. I'm not saying that we suddenly need to have these huge hulked up dudes everywhere, but he will stand out just by his size and that's going to bring something completely fresh on his end.
2: I want to say one thing real quick. Jake Swagar is absolutely what he would have been called an impact.
0: Oh my god. Well, guys, as you all know, I've had, a, I've had a slam schedule today. We had List and Ya Boy this afternoon. We had NXT and AEW. We're doing this show. But let me tell you guys about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead when I'm low on time. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more, especially when you don't have that free time. You can't read or work on personal development like, like you need to. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, though, that I highly recommend called Blinkist. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. It's really unique. It works on your phone, tablet, web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know info from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to improve upon their success. Quite frankly, uh, a few years ago, I was thrust into a leadership position here at Fightful wasn't that familiar with how to lead. I did a lot of reading, did a lot of preparing, and I used a lot of services like Blinkist to uh, help prepare myself. And now I love Blinkist. Over 8 million people are using Blinkist right now, whether it's on their lunch break, their commute, while they exercise. It helps them get the main points of a book quickly. It has titles like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, The Four-Hour Work Week, Becoming by Michelle Obama, another great one. I listen to Blinkist when I'm riding in the car, heading to town, going to the gym, anything like that. You get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books with Blinkist. And right now, try it free. Go to Blinkist.com slash Fightful and try it free for seven days and get 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B L I N K I S T. Slash Fightful. Blinkist.com slash Fightful, rather. And try your free seven-day trial and get 25% off. It goes a long way in helping us. We thank them for supporting our podcast. And, hey, support them as well. NXT. Mm. Mm, Warren's like, I get get to talk.
1: I get to talk about
0: something fantastic, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, i tell you what, Adam Cole and Matt Riddle was fantastic. uh,
1: Yeah. Even before we get to the matches, the the, the production, like the the way it started this week, this was the first two hours on, on USC.
3: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
4: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And it felt, it
1: already felt like a reset from what we had within the last two weeks. They started off with a a much more, uh, they started off with a, with with a, a compilation of video packages narrated by the singer of uh, Slipknot. And, you know, already the things that we felt we didn't get a couple of weeks ago when they started where they just jumped right in, now it felt like, okay, now we're setting the stage a little more. Now it's the real time. Now we have the competition running. So now we're going to let you guys really into this NXT thing. Started with Mauro again, right in the middle all by himself. Familiar face for anyone who watches or listens to MMA. Uh, And then they just dove right into the match. And oh my God, my God, it was good.
0: This Riddle versus Cole match delivered. Cole emerged (laughs) victorious. This was hard hitting. Warren, give me your thoughts.
1: Listen, this I I think we like to say that Matt Riddle he he wrestles like we play WWE 2K, you know where you keep hitting the big stamina moves straight out straight off off the bat like he's hitting gut-wrench suplexes within the first minute of the match. Uh he had this fantastic sequence with with Cole when uh, uh when he tries to hit a PK and a knee and Cole avoids it but then he hits a centon. And then uh, Riddle then hits the ropes and nails him with a with another PK. Uh, he um, th- th- that moment where Cole is is in a he's in a uh he's in a fireman's carry, and he sort of wiggles out of it and hits a gets into a backstabber. That was fantastic. That sequence where <laughs> where Riddle hits a a, 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 a pump knee. And then just grabs uh, Cole and tosses him, and it was like the wildest German suplex I had seen since uh, since uh, Brock Lesnar was throwing Dominic around on Monday. Uh, but Cole pops right back up, and Oushi uh, garoshi's him. Look, I mean, this match was all about these crazy moves. Fantastic sequence at the end with Riddle trying to get arm bars on Cole. This was great. It was just great, and the pace, the pace, man. I mean, Morrow was saying oh, uh, uh, conditioning won't be a, pr- a problem with Adam Cole. He's an avid scuba diver. <laughs> sure, sure, whatever. Look at these guys go! I don't care if they hang around. Was that
0: literally saying an avid scuba diver?
1: Yes, yes, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. But I mean, this this was so so good. No commercials. Throughout the entire first half hour. So that's something that really did help. However I will say. That not putting a single commercial. During the first half hour. Did no service for the rest of the matches. For the the rest of the evening. Because it was really really awful afterwards. They didn't reduce the number of commercials. They just pushed them back. And man at some point. It just got really really bad. And did take away from the shine of the show a bit.
0: Now. Alex, I am doing a fightful draft that's going to be on Fightful Select tomorrow night, mm. and we're only drafting current WWE main roster, t- quote unquote main roster, Raw SmackDown talent. Matt Riddle losing this seems like where do you go from here considering what happened after that? What does that mean? Because word on the street is that he is sought out on the main roster, or oh. he's sought out on Raw and SmackDown. Of course.
2: I mean, this is the thing is that, I mean, you would absolutely want, you could, you could, that guy was going to sell so much merch when you get him in front of, like, like, this is the thing, like, he's, he's amazing. And for that reason, I want him to stay in NXT. Um, Like, I I don't want to, I don't want to see him. You know, pushed to the to the middle of the third or, hour of or Raw. You don't you know. want
0: to not see him when his kicks land and it zooms in on his toenail yeah, exactly. every time.
2: Now, I uh, no, I don't want. I I don't need them to ruin Matt Riddle. I'm sorry, I don't like. I I already believe. I mean, like, there's no reason to believe that that uh, the Street Profits won't be called up soon. Like they they're been on Raw for what seems like months. They're getting called up. They're not going to be allowed to work like they did tonight. Please tell me Riddle's not being called up. Listen, I, I, I love it. The, the, the one saving grace I have for it is I did love the finish, but they made made use of Cole hitting him with that cast, and they could figure out a way to extend this in some way. Like I, all, all I want is, is for Riddle I, to stick around and do more stuff. I
0: think he's out of it, and I think he's out of it because of what we saw Finn Balor showing up and yeah, not called down, called over yes. to NXT. Warren, what you got, buddy?
1: Right, listen, listen. Uh, again, my folks, if, if y'all, popping the collar, everything. Look, listen to this. If you guys are even remotely angry at this, I want you to think back at the last 18 months that Finn Balor has had on main roster. And I want you to tell me if he's better served there. We all got excited. When he won the Intercontinental title, we were like, "Finally, finally, retribution for Finn Balor." What did we get? Nothing. We got Jack. Nothing. And I'm be care. I'm being careful of the swearing, Sean, since I'm not on behind the paywall anymore. We got Jack
2: Swagger. That's what we got. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is fantastic. Imagine the matches that we are go- that we have potentially we have him and Cole, we have him and Gargano, we have him and Leo Rush. We wanted this match when Leo Rush was the hype man for Bobby Lashley. We were like, let these two dudes fight. But no, yeah. they wouldn't do it. Now we have a possibility of seeing that happen. By God, I am so thankful for this move. Quick,
0: let's say something have, before Alex can. I have a caveat.
2: Here, Boo! I love Finn. I really do. I think there's a lot, of, to, lot to love about Finn. I think the game in NXT has passed him by. Yeah, I don't think that his best can match up with the best of the best guys on NXT now like the the roster was very different when he was, was the champion for so long. Very, very different. Those guys that he was matching up with could not go like Adam Cole and Matt Riddle and guys way oh, further down the card like like they they, they just couldn't like yeah. like I, I really love Finn because because of his, his presentation, but a bunch of shotgun drop kicks into the corner and a dumple stomp ain't going to get it done. Like yeah, it's, but it's not gonna work. Hang on a second
1: there, Alex. You know as much as I do how overproduced these matches are. They have the agents telling them move by move what to do, and the wrestlers have their sequences on main roster that they have to go through. Let let them uncork, let them do what they need to do on NXT. I I don't I don't agree. I don't agree. I think there I think there is still more Prince Devitt to come out of here.
0: Okay. I, you know what? I think that's a good point, Warren. Uh, the, the, the matches are less produced on NXT. Velveteen Dream cut a promo, and Roderick Strong challenged him to a match for the North American Championship before what is being called the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Drew Gulak and Leo Rush announced for next week. We then had Io Shirai versus Mia Yim. I love Io Shirai as a heel. My God, she is so good. She just exudes some sort of quality that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, <clears throat> the only pants that I may hate more than Mickey James' flappy pants is Mia Yim's. And God damn, I think she's wonderful. I like Mia Yim a lot. I'm sure she would probably hate whatever pants that I wear, too. Um... I'm not exactly uh, – the extent of my fashion advice is, don't you know you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day? Like that's about it. But (laughs) I don't know. I I fully believe that's why the suicide dive slowed down. I think it's the pants.
1: (laughs) You hate the pants more than Cesaro's uh, chinos? Yeah, yeah, Yeah? for
0: sure, for sure. Denise is much more fashionable than I. She she talked me into the the chinos.
1: I like the chinos, by the way. I thought this was a you
0: good also match. That thought... like Trevor or Cameron Grimes's hat,
2: dude.
1: This is you know what? Like...
0: The...
4: This it's is true. That true. Warren, song.
2: Warren, 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 you do like Cameron's hat. I mean, Listen. I. I... I don't know if we can trust you on anything regarding fashion.
1: Week after week, we're putting together my, my wedding ensemble. I'm just telling you Did guys you, this right now. Do you remember
0: the O-Town song, Liquid Dreams? The song they wrote and made a hit about bussing a nut in their sleep, <laughs> and it was a hit? I remember the back of some magazine took all the features that they mentioned, like Destiny's Child style, Janet Jackson's smile. They put it all together, and it was hideous. It was hideous. <laughs> We're going to do this one day with all of the clothes that you advocate. Okay. And it's probably going to make, like, Justin Timberlake at the 2000 VMAs in a jean jacket suit. <laughs> Mia Yen did hit a really rough-looking suicide dive, but really that was it. I thought the rest of this match was real good. Uh Io Shirai picked up the win. I'm fine with that. Uh She's pushed forward. Warren, your thoughts?
1: Uh This— I, I thought it was some solid, solid work. Shirai had to go over. I think it was important, especially uh, – I think it was important to have a, a good, strong heel showing here. Uh, Yim, I thought, looked fine. Um, yeah, I thought solid was good for what it was.
0: Guys, remember leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our channel. We're getting closer to that 20,000 mark. We do not buy subscribers. We do not buy followers. All that's organic. So show us some love. Show us some love. What are you giggling at, Warren? Everybody talking about you and Alex's old man fight?
1: Yeah, but no, exactly or at least, you know, the combination of clothes <laughs> which <laughs> that we might be that that I might be donning within the near future. Yes.
0: Hannah Moore says, uh, Sean didn't read my super chat. I quit." She goes, "Quote unquote, leadership janitor number 2." That was my title for a while. Was janitor number 2.
1: Mhm. It's not it, it's not anymore.
0: No, um, the messes that Melissa makes on this website are far too much for me to clean up. Up next, we got a video package for Tegan Knox uh, of NXT UK. This was great to see, Alex.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean that, that. If you watched, if you watched that happen uh, in the Mae Young Classic, like it was brutal to watch. It's one of the most yeah. harrowing things. Like for people getting hurt in the ring like uh, it's that was really hard to watch it's really cool to see her coming back and she's got a ready-made feud with rhea ripley out there if they want it because that was the person who uh who she was in the ring with when she when she hurt herself it wasn't through anything rhea did to her but they, you could you could build that around it and oh boy that could be a great feud
1: ripley did fan- a fantastic work on social media because no it wasn't because of ripley but she owned it on social yeah. media she she took it upon herself you know yeah. she she took responsibility for the attack, which was fantastic. So, yeah, there has to be some kind of payoff here.
0: Another match that was kind of shorter. Johnny Gargano defeated Shane Thorne, as he should. It's nice to be able to talk about these like competitive sort of enhancement matches that we're seeing, Warren. Johnny Gargano should get wins, and hey, he's picking up a win against a guy who's been on TV before. I like it.
1: This is Honestly, it's nothing new uh, as far as the NXT brand goes. you for
0: USA Network, though
1: true that is true but to have these um like the not exactly enhancement match showcase matches let's call them that where where the uh where the clear loser will still get some offense and i mean this was competitive this was this was a really good match that both of the guys put on uh, uh, uh there were unfortunately marred by the commercial but um but there was a there was a lot of good stuff out out of this classic johnny gargano uh, Shane Thorne, I thought, looked fantastic as well. He had this, when, uh, when he whipped uh, Gargano into the corner, hit a running leg lariat, and then went right in with a with a cannonball into, and then followed immediately up with a, uh, a powerbomb. That was fantastic right. stuff. Right. He looked great. He really looked great. Johnny always looks great. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely, he had to take the win. Took three it, – it, it, they brought Johnny Gargano out on the official first two hours of USA. They kept him off, brought him back tonight. Everyone was excited to see him. I wanted I to –
0: hold on. I wanted to group this in with another segment, Alex, and you can kind of talk about him collectively. Yeah. Pete Dunn versus uh, Danny Burch. And, honestly, if we're talking about midway into hour two – If I'm like a casual viewer, Pete Dunne and Danny Burch ain't getting it done for me. However, that wasn't the story of this. We're talking about two categorically different, I don't want to call them enhancement matches, two different showcase wins here for Pete Dunne and for Johnny Gargano. Because Pete Dunne, as I watched this match, I was like, man, he's good. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's got to be more than a mouth guard and a grimace. He's got to be more than that. Yeah. Then Damian Priest shows up, and Damian Priest looks like a goddamn million bucks. And you know what? Damian Priest couldn't be more different than Pete Dunne. Right yep. now, I don't know that we have that necessarily for Johnny Gargano. But we yes. do have a, a wealth of history behind Johnny Gargano. Pete Dunne and Damian Priest, man, hose me down, sign me up. Damian Priest being the, the monster of this brand, I'm all for. What did you think of the Pete Dunne situation as compared to Johnny Gargano, Alex?
2: Uh, the Pete Dunne thing, I liked that it was Danny Birch, uh, two two Englishmen in there throwing bones. Uh, I thought that was great. Use I set him up for you when I'm not even trying. Um, I I um yeah, I thought that was great, and uh, I I agree with you. Uh, I will say that that I thought um, it was really nice because uh, the Shane Thorne thing is something that goes back to even the pre-taped. Uh, nXt episodes like that was the thing that when Shane interrupted gargano's you know quote-unquote farewell speech just kidding I'm actually sticking around um so they, they actually have some history there to go with it also Shane Thorne when he got injured was 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 stratospherically being pushed uh, when he hurt his knee and he had to take a long time off and now they're rebuilding him I think there's a good future with him still daddy birch I think is not where Shane Thorne is I think he's a cool Partner for Oni Lorcan, but the Damian Priest thing makes Pete Dunn like all of a sudden like I don't I don't know how those matches go. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see those matches. I will mm-hmm. tell you like, what, that's, guys, that's,
0: if that's what I'm looking for, if you to. want a nice sample, go look at the sprint that Damian Priest had in Ring of Honor with Marty Skrull. Because again, all due respect to Marty Skrull, yeah. Marty Skrull is not as good in the ring as da- as uh, Pete Dunn. Pinto. If Pete Dunn had that it factor that Marty Skrull had, yes. He'd be in a different place in his career right now. And that's coming off of a two-year title reign. But the sprint that Damian Priest had with with Marty Skrull in Ring of Honor, about 10 minutes, boy, that was amazing. And Damian Priest is only getting better. My God, that dude is good. You want to know how much I cackled maniacally when I realized I had a feature on him in the can that I forgot about for a year? (laughs) WWE's going to love that one. (laughs) They're going to love it when I drop a Wikipedia fact check with Damian Priest, and he's telling me whether his height, weight, and birth date is accurate on Wikipedia. Just what WWE wants. Uh, Warren, your your thoughts on Damian Priest and uh, Pete Dunne?
1: Uh, Pete Dunne and Danny Burch, just quick parentheses, had a fantastic match about a year ago, televised on NXT UK, and it was fantastic. I really liked their match tonight. Uh, I thought it was very different from everything that was presented. It was just two dudes slugging it out. It was the equivalent of, of, uh, uh Shingo Tagaki and, uh, and Hiroki Goto this past weekend in New Japan. They were just wailing into each other. It was very different. I liked it. Uh, uh Priest and Dunn is one of these matches that you didn't know you wanted until they just dumped it on you. And you're like, Oh my goodness. When I saw Damien Priest run in, I said, Yep, yeah, sure. This is this is what we wanted. I'm really looking forward to it because I concur with everything Sean said. Uh, Damian Priest is amazing, and uh, and yeah, he seems to be getting sleeker and sharper. It's gonna it's gonna be crazy. I'm down for it.
0: Also, Shane Thorne is very good. I feel like I overlooked that a little bit. Like that power bomb he did to Gargano was amazing. He's, it was really he's good. Very good, and especially for a situation like this, like you're in a spot in WWE, you ain't getting fired no matter what. So if you're a really good wrestler, that's gonna in this landscape, you have a better chance of standing out and, and doing things better. Up next, we had Shayna Baszler retaining the NXT Women's Championship over Candice LeRae. This was a really good match. I loved Candace busting out the rear naked choke. That mm-hmm. was that was a really, really nice touch. Eventually, uh, Candace countered a, another to clutch before she missed the springboard moonsault. And Shayna locked one on Candace got the win, Warren. How'd you feel about this when Shayna retains? Again, she's almost at that 1-year mark.
1: I I am 100% behind uh, the Queen of Spades continuing her reign. It makes sense. She's the final boss of the women's division. here has
0: hear me out. You know who her next opponent should be? Who should be? Oscar.
1: Okay. You know what? It, Suddenly, suddenly, I, I have a feeling maybe they're building to this. Maybe that'd be amazing. The, uh, the two most dominant, anyway. Okay. For another time, we shall have sure. this discussion, sir. But, uh, but as far as this match went, look, um, I've, I've been on, I'm on the record. I'm a Candice LeRae stan. Uh, her push, uh, since the, uh, since this summer has, uh, has started to, uh, introduce, uh, the WWE universe to Candice Lerae, the Candice Lerae that we n- knew in the indie circuit. We're, you know, she's not bleeding buckets, but she's still or 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 flying off of lumbar checks. However, we're still getting we're still getting the the Candice Lerae that made us all kind of fall in love with her. They're, they booked her strong at Takeover. They booked her strong tonight as well. Like she, it took a while for the karafoo to clutch to uh, take an effect on her. She even tried to stand up. And, you know, and, it was, and I, we believed in it. We thought that, that she was going to get it, but now she collapsed back down and that's when she tapped. Um, there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, all she's going to be is the uh, female Johnny Gargano as far as babyface. Like, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Johnny Gargano's babyface run was one of the greatest babyface runs in modern wrestling. So if they want to do that with her, that's fine. She has all the naturals. She she is a natural babyface. You naturally want to root for Candice LeRae. So make her tough. Make her win matches. Make her look good in defeat. You've got another superstar on your hands. I just hope that she tones down on the topes and that she doesn't try to crack her face on the barricades like she did twice out of the three uh, topes yeah. that she tried to hit tonight. They, they look scary. But otherwise, look, I'm completely okay with Shayna. Uh hanging on to the title and now god damn it I want Oscar and Shayna.
0: Thank you. It just makes sense. Asuka never lost that title. And uh, here's the thing. I, I would like very much for them to not make NXT like, oh okay, celebrity title shot thing, but hey, you know what? There's also no problem with moving Kyrie Sane to NXT either because I I could they could do a lot worse than Asuka and Kyrie Sane in a tag team feud with Chelsea Green and Diana Perazzo who Sure. Could, you know could stand to have a couple veterans in the ring with them as well alex your thoughts on shayna retaining the title
2: um well uh, i i thought you maybe can't no would... no 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 not depressed at all it, it's one of those things where where i'm i'm uh, i'm i again when i'm i'm thinking about your Asa comment yes because i'm looking at the women's division of nxt like currently as it stands. And I'm I'm wondering who there is who hasn't gotten a shot yet who might deserve a shot. Um, there's the person who's my favorite, who's Bianca Belair, who somehow wasn't on this first two two-hour show on NXT, and I feel like she's, but she was to some degree yes. But I mean like, but 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 like just just let let her you know uh like bicep curl somebody into a gorilla press slam. Just let her do that once a week. And see how fast she becomes a, a, an international sensation um, But but she's already had her shots Like all, all of them are, have already had their shots It's really weird it's like, So Asuka is as good an idea as any But I, I, I thought Candice might get it done to here I don't know I don't think she can get another shot so soon There's a lot of women out there A lot of great women out there But I don't know if any of them are deserving So Asuka R- might be a good idea
1: Rhea Ripley
0: Yeah, yeah that's true I would yeah, like to true. see Raw and SmackDown implement trades to supplement NXT. Because, I mean, sure. this this ain't a developmental territory anymore, legitimately. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see uh, Babatunde on <laughs> NXT anytime soon. All due respect to him and Malcolm Bivens. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we do see Malcolm Bivens on TV soon, though. Yes. So we see uh, the Street Profits walking in with Bianca Belair. I love that this is acknowledged on TV. Montez and Bianca are two peas in a pod and future stars. I really dig this. We also get uh, a video recapping the six-man tag from last week. Uh, we also see Kashida versus Walter announced for next week. This before the tag title match. Undisputed Era defeated the Street Profits to retain the titles. Would not shock me to see Bianca. Street Profits. And Matt Riddle all come up. I would yeah. like to see Oscar and Kyrie come down. Um, also, considering the fact that, let's be honest, Oscar and Kyrie don't speak great English. Them being local to Florida seems a lot more productive than having them run all over the country as well. Seems a lot easier for their lives. I can't really speak to that, but seems yeah. like it would be easier. And. Also, let's be honest; they'll get a hell of a lot more out of him in NXT than they will than they are on the main roster, of no fault of theirs, because Oscar right. and Kyrie are great. Undisputed era win. Street profits come up short. I loved Wale rapping uh, Street profits out to the ring. That was cool. Check out Wale's new album. I'm sure he'll appreciate that plug. Warren, your thoughts on the match?
1: Uh, I I thought this was a good match. I thought it was really really it was a, really solid. It was uh, a classic undisputed era dominated match. Montez Ford was your baby face in peril for eighty five percent of the match. It was crazy. He took all the offense. Kyle O'Reilly uh, delivered most of the offense as well. He, Man, the the more you see Kyle O'Reilly just doing some some basic grappling, just some it's, it's, he's so good. He's so smooth and everything he does is so credible. Everything he does looks like it hurts. I love the double team that he and Fish, uh, the double team offense that uh, that he and Fish have in the little communication. <clears throat> there uh, towards the end when O'Reilly had uh, I think it was uh, Dawkins in a, in a in a uh in a knee bar and he had him, uh, uh, he had him in the ring and uh uh, Dawkins was very close to the ropes. Uh, Riley just called out to, he said, "Bobby, Bobby!" And, and Fish ran in and dragged him to the middle of the ring. You know, I—it's th- you know, just those little things. You know, he just calls out to his partner. Partner knows exactly what to do. Drags him into the ring. It was all these little little things that make the Undisputed Era so so great. Uh, and uh, I mean, if this is if this was the Street Profits' swan song, I preferred this match to the one they had. Um, at uh, at Takeover, I really do. I thought this was much much better. Um, I, if this was their swan song, that's completely fine. I uh, and I thought Montez Ford's Topé Canhilo over the post onto the floor was uh, suicidal. Like if he if he didn't smile so much, I would I think he was depressed and was, was trying to end his life.
0: Insanity, dude. Yeah. Yeah Yeah. Yep. Alex, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I've been saying, you know, since they first appeared on, on Raw, they're not long for NXT, um, and if that's the case, man, did they go up with a bang entrance-wise, entrance, right, entrance wise. like that was that was awesome, like the, the entire crowd, so behind them, uh, you know, and getting wrapped in the ring by Wale, that's so cool, everyone's got solo cups, it was great, and it really felt like a, a goodbye party, um, because... Mm-hmm. We kind of knew they weren't gonna weren't gonna win, but damned if they didn't make me believe a couple of times. Um, Dawkins has improved so much. I, I think his spear is righteous. I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of cool stuff that they do. Montez Ford is by far like one of the most athletic dudes I've ever seen in the ring. That guy is a future megastar. Like whether or not you step, you keep him with Dawkins, break him up, you know, split him off, whatever. Um, I I think that he's he's so so charismatic and so like that's the thing is that he's so charismatic and I love watching him. And every time I see him pop up backstage on Raw, I'm like, they're killing this team. So I don't want them to be on Raw or mm-hmm. SmackDown. So I'm, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm hoping that whenever they if they do get called up, that they're allowed to have real tag team, honest to God, bangers like this because they can absolutely go. Don't neuter them in the ring because Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling. Let them go.
0: Tommaso Ciampa meets Adam Cole on the ramp. Now, all due respect to Jack Swagger, Jake Hager. Mm. Getting Ciampa back and Finn Balor showing up, a little bit more impactful. Although, I will say this. AEW uh, did good there. And I I shouldn't have spoiled that right there because I said I would avoid spoilers. But... (laughs) <laughs> AEW did well with their surprise and how they booked him. But Ciampa being back, as reported on FightfulSelect.com a couple of weeks ago, please subscribe. Um, this is good. This is real good, Warren. Let's uh, put a bow on this one.
1: You have Adam Cole at the top of the ramp with his with, with his TitanTron. And it could not have been more perfect. You know, the shattering glass of Ciampa – just breaking his titan sean, I was like my god everything here was perfect champa coming up to the hugest pop i mean full sail is not a big building sean alex it's not a big oh. place this is deafening and he comes back to a pop Your days of heel Champa, at least for now, are over. The minute, and I called this, the minute we saw him in a video with his baby girl crying, that's it. There's no way this dude is coming back as a heel, and he comes back as a
0: hero. He gets into Adam Cole's face. To be be fair, if I had a child, I would cry too because that sounds miserable.
1: Yeah. So, basically, the, 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 mad, the show ending with these two facing off and then commentary reminding us, hey, by the way, there's also Finn Balor gunning for Adam Cole. Wow. That's all I have to say. The main event situation in NXT is delicious.
2: Yeah, here's the thing that I love about Tommaso Ciampa and what I absolutely 100% believe. I don't care who's holding that belt. That's Goldie, and she's coming home. Yeah, that's like, that's the, that's the thing. I don't think he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a hero now because Adam Cole's a bad guy, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to beat Adam Cole. No, no, no. You're holding my property if that's Adam Cole, if it's Matt Riddle, if it's Johnny Gargano, if it's Keith Lee. Anybody holding that thing, I'm going to destroy you and take back my property, which I never lost. Like that is a story you can tell, and the whole thing is that this is what I love about about NXT, the NXT full sale crowd. They get behind who they love, no matter if they're heel or face. Like this guy's great in the ring. I love his I love his character. I love his in his ring ring work, his promo work. I cheer for him. The guy two seats to my left, he's cheering for his opponent because that guy is what he he likes. Like. That's what's so cool about NXT is that there's no such thing as heels and face. We boo who we're supposed to boo and cheer who we're supposed to cheer. No, no, no. Everybody who does boom alongside Adam Cole, they love Adam Cole in that moment. But they also cheered like hell for Tommaso Ciampa showing up and taking back Goldie. Because Full Sail loves wrestling. And tonight, if you love wrestling, you got two shows at the same time to watch a lot of wrestling. Goddamn.
0: William Raab sends the super chat, says, does John Morrison return this Friday on SmackDown in L.A.? I doubt it. I doubt it. Got to got to keep one in the chamber there. Now, I don't want any explanation. I don't want more than one word. I want each one of you, which, I mean, Warren, you haven't watched both, to be fair. Who won tonight, Alex?
2: NXT and a landslide.
0: I said one word. Goddamn, you cheated already. Warren. NXT. I got to go with NXT, too. Uh, I do. Uh, I don't think it was a landslide, necessarily, but I do think that they won it uh, pretty well. Uh, I guess we'll see how things go. I know this. Uh, I think that AEW going up against NXT makes for much more excitement than them going up against NXT or Raw. I'm not saying yes, that, that, that reflects uh, viewership or whatever, but... Hey guys, hope you all like this. In the future, what I'm going to try to do on the YouTube video, on iTunes, all that stuff, uh, I will go in afterwards and I will put a timestamp when the NXT or AEW portion of this starts. You can presume that the other half is the other show because based on the week, we may have NXT reviewed first and the like. Subscribe to Fightful Select. We have tons of podcasts over there. Myself and Warren reviewed the first episode of SmackDown from I think it's September or August 1999. We have a free preview, though, of the pilot episode. It's up on Fightful.com. Just search it. We have Jimmy Vann's Q&A. We have my Q&A this week. We have the Weekender podcast. Lots of neat stuff. Follow Alex at Pawlowski the Fourth. Follow Warren at Mr. Warren Hayes. Check out his Patreon. Patreon. And make sure you all visit FightfulWrestling.com. Until next time, guys, we're out.